The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, I'm Phil Hughes. And I'm Jen Doherty. We're the creators of The Workshop Presents. And you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 2, where we talk about some movies and read some fiction. If you want to go ahead and get a hold of the show, you can always contact me at Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook or Aaron Horror Show on Twitter or Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. It's 2019. Yes, welcome to the new year. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're sticking with me through this uh, Christmas special I have here. Uh, there's a couple chapters left. Uh, it's it's almost done here, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and finish it out so I don't leave you hanging. But we'll be back to horror movies after that and uh, a new story, of course. So, uh, yeah, I, I got some good stuff that I've I've watched in the interim, and I can't wait to talk about it, but uh, I, I, I want to get through, I, I want to finish the Christmas special, so so we'll go ahead and do that. Uh, before I go ahead and get to that, I want to go ahead and let you know that I have a Kickstarter right now for my latest book. It's called The Robin Hood of Couches. It is a science fiction murder mystery comedy. Yep, a lot of stuff packed into that, and uh, it's, 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 it's a fun little thing. I'm going to go ahead and leave the link for it in the show notes. You know what? If you can support it, that would be wonderful. If you can't, maybe you could tell some friends about it. Uh, you know, any little bit helps. Hey, you could you could pitch a dollar in for it. You know, uh, every little support counts, and and I really appreciate all the support people have given me. But uh, yeah, go ahead and check out my Kickstarter, uh, and and I appreciate the support. And uh, I, I, I think I hear the elves coming. I uh, oh man, here they are. <laughs> What you talking about? This is Aaron's Christmas show. You read the story now. Oh ho, the mistletoe is hung where you can see. Elijah hated Christmas. Elves were pretty close second. He also didn't like the floors, as his face was firmly planted in one next to the remains of a crumpled piece of bread. An elf boot dug into his back and stupid curled cherry toe wiggled each time the elf spoke. Let that be a lesson to the rest of you turds, the elf bellowed to a room full of scared boys. You get no breaks. You eat when we say you eat. You sleep when we say you eat sleep. 
and it's almost Christmas. These toys won't make themselves. Remember, you couldn't gotten something this Christmas if you had stayed on the nice list. The elf let the pressure off Elijah's back, and the kids scrambled to assemble a line full of Barbie knockoffs. The guard shoved Elijah back into the station where he popped heads onto toys. The equipment started again, and he assembled dolls as fast as he could. A boy in the next station over, a skinny black child from the Bronx named Shay, whispered, You shouldn't steal bread like that. They feed us enough, only if it were to make us work more. It wasn't for me, Elijah said. It was for that kid there. Elijah pointed to a small boy with dirty blonde hair. The child was probably half their age. He pulled a lever to dump more arm pieces onto the conveyor belt, and the kid looked haggard. He was pale and had a faraway gaze. Keep to your own, Shay said. That's how you survive. But what happens when he passes out? They're locked up in the dungeon, from what I hear. I still don't know how the guard even found out about it. Shay pointed to a mistletoe hung in the center of the factory floor. See that mistletoe? It's a camera. You can see everything we're doing. Elijah couldn't stop glancing at the holiday decoration for the rest of the day. His shift got off just to the point where he's about to pass out himself. A few hours earlier, the kid he had tried to give the bread to ended up collapsing. A team of elves dragged the kid off. Elijah only had been in the factory a few days, and his limbs burned as if he had been there forever. However, now that he knew how the elves were monitoring them, he couldn't help but see the mistletoe everywhere. They were hanging from the ceiling of the hallway the kids were led through in the shafts. The entire plant would rotate as they walked by. On their way, after their shift through the maze of corridors, they passed the girls' factory. They were simply knockoffs of various comic book heroes. He hesitated when he saw Amelia working the same lever as the kid who had disappeared earlier that day. Even though I'd seen her working the same machine every time they had walked past, today was different. She didn't look well. Hurry up! One of the elves who was escorting them yelled and kicked Elijah in the rump. He stumbled forward. They were all led into a cafeteria where an elf with droopy eyes would dish out a chicken soup that was way too little chicken in it. And there was also a roll that was sad and lumpy. While he waited in line to get his sad portion of food, he glanced towards the mistletoe. There were three in the room as well as various other Christmas decorations. Pine tree garlands and wreaths and holly stretched the length of the room. Tinsel dangled from the ceiling. There was even a Christmas tree. Elijah found it odd that even though the place was a gulag, it was still decked out for the holidays. The elven escorts huddled into a corner to chat while the kids ate. Eating, however, was a bit of a misnomer. Most would slosh it listlessly. Conversation was minimal between the kids. Even though the only ruckus behavior was punished, they still talked at low volumes. The iconic decor made the situation even more surreal. After Elijah got his plate, he headed towards one of several long picnic tables that stretched the length of the room. He plopped down next to Shay and some of the other boys. Their eyes went down to their food. After a moment of silence, Elijah said, Do you know what state we're in? State, an Asian kid said with a heavy accent. I thought we were in Korea. Korea, Shay said. Yeon, you didn't say you were from Korea. He said it louder than he had intended. 
When the guards looked towards them, and they all quieted down and kept their eyes on the food, Elf turned back to his friends after he was satisfied that there was no funny business going on. They continued the conversation in low tones. Elijah commented, I was taken here from Washington, and the ride only took about 40 minutes or so. But that's impossible, Eon said. I also had a short ride to get here. Can't you see? A pudgy red-headed kid named Bruce with an Irish accent said. We were all brought here on Santa's sleigh. I came on a sleigh, pulled by only two reindeer, Shay said. Yeah, me too, Eon said. Either way, Bruce said, Santa has to deliver all around the world in just 24 hours. You'd think he'd have a pretty fast means of conveyance. So he can be anywhere, Elijah said, as his hope for rescue got slimmer by the minute. He spent the rest of the meal in a funk. The next day, Elijah's one consolation was that most of the kids hated Christmas, too, when they were waking up by the same song blasting into the uncomfortable room with bunk beds stacked three high. There was a collective groan from all the boys. Elijah sat up on the highest rack and loathed all the holiday decor in their room. The Christmas lights woven above their heads to look like starlight had kept him up. The red and green streamers were nauseating, and the preponderance of evergreen irritated him. When he slid from the bed to the cold floor, he was assaulted with the chorus of the song, Rockin' around the Christmas tree, have a happy holiday. Elijah wanted to vomit. He steeled his nerves and followed the rest of the boys into the bathroom, where they had fifteen minutes to do all their morning personal business. They exchanged the red and green striped PJs for a green jumpsuit, and then they were led to a big room for roll call. While they stood in neat lines waiting for an elf who was always late and seemed to be running the show, Elijah leaned over to Shay when the guards weren't looking. I think I can get us out of here. Shut up, Shay hissed. You'll get us in trouble. I have a contact on the outside. Yeah, right, like you know the president or something. No, he's an elf. That's even worse. Trust me, he's one of the good ones, Elijah said, and a guard whirled around to look at them. They both froze at attention. Elijah hoped that Jing was one of the good ones. Considering Christmas this year was shaping up to be a disappointment, even before he was kidnapped, he wasn't so sure. He also didn't have options. His sister didn't look good yesterday, and he wasn't sure how much longer she would last. So what do you want me to do, she whispered after a while. On the way to the factory, cause a distraction. Elijah whispered back. The elf running the show burst into the room. If an elf could be described as thin and nerdy, he would be it. He was carrying a clipboard and wore glasses. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. Now let's see who's in the workforce today. They shouted their attendance, and he called their names. Later, they wove through the hallways towards the factory. Elijah watched the mistletoe and waited for the right moment. Once they were rounding a corner where two of the hidden cameras seemed to be facing the other way, Elijah nodded to Shay. His newfound friend turned to Eon and said, Sorry, bro. He punched Eon in the face, and the kid was tough enough and reacted with a wild swing. Shay ducked, and they attacked Smack Bruce. What the? Bruce was cut off in the full brawl among the boys. The escort elves pushed themselves past Elijah to intervene in the brawl. Just as Elijah suspected, both mistletoes turned to watch the fight. Now they had a good sense of what was the front of the cameras and what was the rear. He darted down the hall, staying in the back 
of the camera. He turned another corner, and the sounds of the fight receded into the distance. There was another mistletoe scanning the corridor, so he waited until his back was turned, and he slipped behind it. He wove his way through the hallway, stopping when appropriate for cameras to move, and then glancing back to the ones he had passed to make sure they didn't get him on their sweep the other direction. A few times he had to duck in a closet or room to avoid being caught. He peeked into doors and he encountered to see if he could find any way out. For the most part, they were empty bunk areas. The operation must have been more significant than he had first originally thought, because there were lots of beds beyond the group that he had originally been assigned. Elijah was waiting for Mistletoe to turn when he heard the footsteps around the corner. He hopped into the nearest door and it cracked open. Two elves marched past. He was about to leave when he noticed there was a bunch of sleeping children in the racks behind him. They were all girls. Elijah was about to make a hasty exit when he thought of something. He realized that they had no sense of night or day in the complex. Most likely, all the groups worked in shifts. When Elijah was sleeping, another group must be in the same room working. If there were shifts, that would explain why he always saw Emilio at work when they were getting ready for bed. And if Emilio was working later than he was, she would most likely be sleeping now, too. He crept into the room and approached the bunks. Judging by the fact that the other kids in the space had forced him to take the top one, he started to climb to check to see if she was there when he heard a loud whisper, Elijah! Amelia was in the bottom bed, a few down from the front. He quietly made his way and gave his little sister a hug. He wasn't a hugger. I almost never wanted anything to do with her. But in this situation, it felt appropriate. I missed him up, Amelia said in low tones. And Daddy, too. We'll get out of here, Elijah said. Clara said that there's no getting out of here. We're stuck here forever. That's not true. I know a way out, Elijah said. You can even come with me, but I need you to. Elijah was cut off by a scream. One of the girls had woken up. She sat in bed yelling. The other girls began to stir, and some of the others joined in the wail. Elijah kissed his sister on the head and ran. There was no time. He'd have to come back for her. He burst through the hallway of the girls' dorm and heard the clomping of boots around the corner. They were rapidly approaching his location. Elijah took off the opposite direction just as the group disappeared from around the bed. Get that kid! One of them yelled. Elijah ran as fast as he could through the corridors. He surprised a group of elves and bowled right through them. The scampering feet was not far behind. He ran until he felt like he would collapse and then ran some more. He wasn't sure where he was going, but the place was massive. He passed other factory floors stuffed with other children making baseballs, toy cars, and tea sets. Elves even attempted to stop him, but they were nowhere near as well-trained as the one Jings had been fighting. They tried to tackle him, but Elijah was small enough that he could dodge most attacks. Just as he was reaching his limit, he saw a light come from a window on a door. It wasn't just any light, but it was daylight. The door was led to the outside, and he burst through to the outdoors. He skidded to a halt, and his heart sank. Not only was it cold, but he was surrounded by snow in every direction. There was a snow on the building and at his feet, on the surrounding mountains, and everywhere he could possibly run. Elijah had seen pictures of it before. He was in Antarctica. The elves caught him and tackled him. He ate a face full of snow while they bounded his hands and feet. He hated snow. The devil will fry you with bombs and grenades. Elijah was tossed into a padded room with a bed and a little food slot and a small window. They thankfully didn't strap him to the, the sleeping arrangements. However, he wasn't making a good case for why he shouldn't be bound, because he pounded on the door and screamed for someone to get him out of there. 
He made promises of good behavior, and after he had shouted himself worse, he slumped to the ground and cried. They can't hear you, you know, a voice of an old man said. Elijah jumped up. He glanced around the room and couldn't have located the source of the sound. Who's there? Elijah said, almost afraid to ask. He had read a book of where people in packed rooms heard voices in their heads. He didn't think it would happen this quickly. Down here, boy, down here, the voice said. Elijah looked at the floor. There was nothing that could be making the noise. That's the feeding slot, the voice yelled. Elijah pressed his face into the gap into the floor on the food trays. It was about halfway up to the entryway to his room. He saw a pair of eyes from the cell across the way peering at him. They were covered in shadow and looked sinister. Who are you? What can't you tell? The voice said. I'm sorry I'm new here. The person laughed and said, <laughs> No or not, I'm sure you heard of me. I'm Krampus. Elijah gasped and dashed away from the door. He heard of Krampus. The creature was a demon who had sent to punish the naughty children with bombs and grenades. Elijah thought it was a myth, created to scare children and being good. However, he's also pretty sure elves and Santa were a myth too, but, you know, all of this happened. Krampus laughed and said, <laughs> They do all. They all do. That's when they first hear of me. But you ask yourself, boy, why do you think I'm in a cell too? Elijah conceded to the point. There wasn't much harm in communication. He peeked through the gap once again. Why are you here? The old man laughed again. He couldn't stop laughing while he said, <laughs> I'm Grandis, <laughs> the demon who stalks. <laughs> On Christmas Eve, the evil spirit of winter, the terror will take your child. <laughs> so this operation was your idea. You realized you could put the naughty children to work and make a buck. <laughs> That's good. If I were making money on the backs of children, do you think I would spend my days in a cell? Well, no, but there has to be a reason why you're locked up in a padded room. Why are you locked up in a padded room? I'm only here because those jerks put me here. That's why I'm here too. But I'm just a kid. You're, you're Krampus. You wouldn't be here if it weren't for the stupid holiday. Christmas is anything but. It's brilliant. The one time of the year where a family can be together, eat food, and exchange gifts. Seems like a funny thing for Krampus to say. I might surprise you. So tell me, why do you hate Christmas? I don't hate it. Why does everyone assume things that just aren't true? You go around moping, saying things like, Well, if it wasn't for this human holiday, tell me, what am I supposed to think? I'm under a lot of pressure. You're a child. How much pressure could you be in precisely? My mom always expects nothing less than straight A's. My dad wants me to get into all these sports. My friends expect me to be good at the sports. My teachers give me bounds of homework, and my sister is the only one who doesn't seem to have expectations. But what do you want? What do you mean? I hear about what other people want from you, but what I haven't heard is what you wanted. To be the best player on the team, good at school, Elijah began. That sounds more like what other people want from you. 
Christmas. Krampus cut him off. There has to be something. What would you be doing if you weren't doing any of that? I... Elijah froze. A tear welled up in his eyes. I want to be in the Christmas musical. I practiced singing in the bathroom, and I even worked on my dance routine when I should have been lifting weights in the view of my friends in the gym. Then you failed at the audition, boy. <laughs> Such is the life of an artist, boy. You will fail in some things and thrive in others. Uh, no, it's worse. I got the part. The leading role. I was hoping that I'd get the turtle or the sheep, some part in the background where I'm wearing so much costume that people wouldn't know it's me. My friends avoid theater nerds and at best an outright pick on them. At worst, my dad would kill me if I had to drop out of junior football to rehearse a play. It seems like murder is a tough penalty for disobeying your father. But each parenting style is different, I suppose. I know it sounds dumb, Elijah said, but I really want to quit everything and just do musical theater. Why did it have to be a Christmas musical? Why not Fourth of July? Then I could have been in the play, stupid holidays. It sounds like a sensible thing to me. Dumb is not packing enough water for your mule for a trip into the desert, or using real candles on a tree that's been dried out by a cozy little fire. Dumb are the people who drink snake oil because they think it's good for their complexion. Snake oil? Like the salesman? How old are you? I've been in this wretched place for a hundred and fifty years. One hundred and fifty? It is but a fraction of my time on Earth. Do you think and expect me to have a measly human lifespan? How would I accomplish anything? It took almost a thousand years just to nail down some art that both the Christians and the pagans would love. I... My friend, have plenty of time. You do not. You are human with a few years, and I do not see why you cannot attend another sport, one that does not conflict with your rehearsal schedule. You just don't get it. The theater and sports are different worlds. They seem like the same school. Are they not? They're in the same school. Yeah, Taylor Middle School, or as my friends like to call it, Taylor Middle School. So, how can they be that far apart? You all go to the same school. If your friends don't accept you for being a part of both worlds, then maybe they're not your friends. I have learned the hard way. You're a demon who fries children with bombs and grenades. <laughs> Grampus laughed. That rumor is still going around. Well, when will my brother ever quit? Brother? Yes, my boy. Santa. You know, Chris Kringle. He's my twin brother. Thank you, Mr. Host, for reading our story. Hey, Kolochki, have you ever noticed that Krampus sounds kind of like me? Yeah, for first part, maybe a little bit. When he tries to be kind of demony, he sounds a little bit like you. Yeah, but then he kind of sounds like the Crypt Keeper. Well, that's when he gets comfortable with people. You know, Krampus gets comfortable, he sounds a little bit like Crypt Keeper. When he wants to scare you, he sounds a lot like you. Wait, you're saying I'm scary? No, no, you're not scary. But but you're saying I am. I, I thought I was good with children. Isn't the story saying that I'm good with children? 
Yeah, no, I would not hire you as babysitter, if that's what you mean. But, you know, I, I thought I was pretty good with kids. Hey, why don't you come out have coffee with me and me talk about it? Okay, sounds good. Host guy, don't go anywhere. Ooh, maybe I should escape while uh, I can. Uh, but, you know, we're almost done with the story, so I'll stay here. All right, anyway, so... Uh, my Kickstarter, Robin Hood of Couches. Hey, if you want to go ahead and support me, that would be most wonderful. I'd be most appreciative of it. Uh, if you can't monetarily support me, totally understand. Not a problem. Just let some folks know about it. That would be great. Uh, your your help is, you know, wonderful. I really appreciate all the support everyone has given me, and and it, it's really great. I I do this all for you. It seems that people are enjoying this, and so I want to go ahead and give some something back and and I want to make you know the next novel bigger better than I have ever gotten before because I that's why I'm doing the Kickstarter put some funds into it and uh, make it a better product overall all right well uh, with that being said thank you for listening and uh, go ahead and take a look at some of the other paranormal stuff we got on this nice network of uh, shows, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, it's hard to say. Are they podcasts? Are they shows? They're they're shows, I guess, because we got we got video and we got audio now, so it's like a podcast TV show network, but it's cool stuff. So, yeah, we got uh, first Saturday of every month. We got some cool uh, some cool ghost hunting, and on Mondays we got some real stories by you. And then on Tuesdays, you got the weird stuff that I'm doing. And then on uh, Wednesdays, you got the weird stuff that Terry is doing. But his weird stuff is like like weird stuff that happened, whereas my weird stuff that I'm just making up or, or other people have made up if I'm talking about movies. And then uh, you got uh, Patrick Sean Jones, who uh, is on a bit of a hiatus. And uh, hopefully he gets elected into his position. We're probably going to find about about that soon. But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And you know what? We do this for you. So, you know, if you got any comments for me, please send it my way. I, I'd love to hear you. Did you like the Christmas special? Did you not? You know, uh, I know we're not done with it, so you can't really tell if you like it or not. Maybe until you hear the end, you know. So, yeah, either way, just let me know your, your comments, your feedback. Uh, you know, anything you want to hear. Movies you want me to see, review. And, uh, yeah stories you like me to read. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful night.